And welcome to Did Y'all Know. I'm Sam. I'm Dan. And I'm Chris. And did y'all know that the reason why your typical painter nowadays only wear white, you know, that's like their uniform or whatever, Mm -hmm. actually dates back to over 400 years ago when sailors in England began wearing loose-fitting trousers made from the discarded canvas sails of ships. Uh, They were originally painters. And uh, they did that because it was a strong material and it was uh, economical at that time. And nowadays, it's just tradition that if you're a painter, you wear all white. Uh, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to get a rainbow suit. Well, then, um, no, one, so then no, no, one, one, no one's going to hire you. I'm going to go against the grain as well. I'll be nude. Ah, <laughs> you know, I actually did not know that. Painters wear white? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, white overalls or something like mm-hmm. that. It's always white. Oh, you know what? I never really thought about that yeah i always thought it was like so then whenever they got colors on me like yeah check it out i'm a painter you know what yeah, that's right. exactly what i thought too but yeah no it, it truly is right now it's truly a traditional thing but back in the day they all wore white because that's what they could afford mm. i thought maybe maybe it's like a ranking system the lower the like the, the white the white overalls then you rank up you have like black overalls you're, you're an apprentice <laughs> <laughs> a master painter's wearing yellow yeah <laughs> and uh for that let's go to the intro music That's a very interesting uh, DYK, Sam. Thank yeah, you for that. Thing? Yeah, yeah. So it's been about two weeks pretty since cool. uh, since I've seen you guys. How are we doing? Uh, pretty good. Uh, just got back from uh, Seattle, Washington. Seattle for uh, for vacation, visiting. How was it there for about four-ish days? Uh, it was uh, it was wonderful. It was a great time. Went with my girlfriend. Did and, you uh, did you climb all the way up top Mount Rainier? You know, it's funny. We actually we uh, I think the third day we were there, we went. We drove out to Mount Rainier and we did some, we started walking some of the trails like around the base. There's a bunch of trails. Mm-hmm. It's super pretty. Um, we saw deer and we saw more deer. And then uh, we drove all the way up to the top where you're kind of like the base of the mountain sort of thing. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to explain, but you're like halfway up the mountain and then you can, you can start, uh, you know, walking trails while you're up there. But it snowed like pretty good the mm, night prior. So okay. the whole area was covered in snow. Wow. And uh, so we couldn't go hiking in our Nikes or anything like that. We don't have hiking boots. So we went up there, took some pictures and played around the snow for a little bit. And I could not imagine having snow in... Uh June. Yeah, seriously. June. That was actually really weird. You yeah. Know, you go up there and you're like, it was snow everywhere. and uh, But it was really pretty. We found some waterfalls and things like that. And uh, yeah, Seattle's fun. It's a good place. You know, it's a lot of hustle and bustle, but it's a, it's a good city. It's no Portland. but Never been. Heard it's fun, though. The Never feud, been to Portland. The feud between Portland and Seattle. Yeah. Which one is like the coolest? The coolest? Yeah. Blood, 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 blood has been spilled. I'm going to go with Frisco, Texas. Oh, yes, because <laughs> we live here. Mm-hmm. So cool. Uh, well, anyway, so uh, thanks for listening. Did you all know? Uh, you hey, guys can... Say what, oh, oh, shit, my bad. Oh, right. Well, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what have you been doing I, the past I really two weeks? I do it all the time. Um, so, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, nothing. I just, actually, I just got back from uh, uh, getting a tattoo. Tattooed, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was planning on doing uh, all my fingers uh and my wrist but i ended up i didn't know what to do which seems like kind of crazy for you know that that's almost like a like a everlasting job stopper for a lot of people 
Uh, everlasting job stopper. Yeah, everlasting I've job stopper. But uh, just just to get Eddie like hand tattoo, I already have a hand tattoo, and to just get my fingers done, I'm just going in like blind. I'm just like, well, what do you think? And he's like, actually, I don't know either. Uh, and even with the uh, so what I got on my wrist is a it's a Japanese hoju, which is a it's like a wish granting charm. Uh, but it's like it kind of looks like a it's like a little. It's like cone shaped, but it has like flames around it, and that's honestly the coolest part. It's like it's a just, Japanese dreidel. Just having flames around my wrist is like super cool, and I might just do actually flames on my fingers. Mm. Some, some, you know, a little bit. Something of that guy, guy Fieri, guy Fieri yeah, would yeah. be super proud. We of. We could dip your entire hand into lighter fluid and then put flames everywhere on your hand. That would be probably just as painful. So. Yeah, you yeah, want to, you want to, <laughs> you want to be cool, or you want to be not cool. Yeah. So yeah, exactly, but. It's all, I always go into it so anxious, and uh, it hurt a little bit, but once it starts, I'm like, okay, I, I can do this. But it really depends on where it's at, because uh, once it gets to the, you know, the wrist, the real, I don't know, tender part of the wrist, it just straight up feels like a scalpel is going through my, my skin. So. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty cool. Uh, we saw pictures of it. It looks awesome. Uh, Dan, now you're next. You got to get tattoos. Yeah. Well, um, uh, no tattoo stories. Just a baby uh, one. I will say over the past two weeks, uh, I... I finished kind of moving in my place mm -hmm. so that's all all good to go now you guys are more than welcome to come over anytime you it's want finally happening mm, that's like finally, finally yeah. moving over there yep yep uh so you know i i like it uh i don't like the drive to work always because you know it's tolls everywhere around here are you further away yeah. from work no uh, a little bit yeah but you know well, why'd like you any, move over there uh, yeah. i had the opportunity just friend of mine was buying a house oh, so i was okay. like oh okay yeah I'll, why don't you lay it. off chris how about that Jeez, well, i just want to know the whole logistics <laughs> of everything yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah tolls everywhere oh, around yeah. the colony like yeah. you can't get mm -hmm. anywhere else without going on a toll road that's, the, that's how that's how they keep us down man mm -hmm. that's how they keep mean? the man down yep um well that's pretty cool um a lot of stuff going on and uh just want to say thank you again for tuning into did y'all know y'all can uh DM us at uh, DYK underscore podcast. You can email us at learn something at digitalno.com or you can visit our website at digitalno.com. And I actually did update the website. It looks mm. different now. Wow. The, mm -hmm. the website, yep. you heard it's it here, now, folks. You heard it here. It's well, now entirely in Comic Sans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just black and white all the way <laughs> it's through. It's on GeoCities, right? Mm. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so there you go. Updated website. Check that out. So today, Dan and I actually have something to talk about, right? Dan, what are we talking about today? Uh, Sam, do you have the time right now? <laughs> uh, I don't. Why is that? Well, actually, because we're about to talk about it a little bit. Uh, no way. Uh-huh. You like that interlude? Wow. But anyways, yeah, so today we are talking about time zones, and then Sam is going to go into some sort of thing that you're going to have to put on your thinking caps on, uh, think caps for, so apparently. So I'll break it down for the listener real quick. Dan's going to talk about some of the uh, things that we deal with when it comes to time, everyday, like history of time measurement and whatnot, things that you know, you know, time zones and whatnot, talking about the real, like, you know, I guess like the basic time stuff. The basics uh, of time. I'm going to go a little mind bender on okay. the second half. So go ahead, Dan, let's hear it. All right, so let's start with uh, the Wikipedia page for time zones. Okay, great. Okay, so a time zone is an area that observes a uniform standard time for legal, commercial, and social purposes. Time zones tend to follow the boundaries between countries and their subdivisions instead of strictly following long uh, longitude because it is, con it is convenient for areas in frequent communications mm. to keep the same time. Mm. So we're just laying the basis of time zone. Right? That's one of my favorite like gotcha questions if I'm trying to like you know quiz somebody like with a with a with a funny like kind of 
you know, oh, I never thought about that question is, you know, I'll ask someone like, hey, or Chris, like, how many time zones do we have? Uh, did he just say it? Or nope. No, he didn't say it. Oh. Uh, how many time zones do we have? Six? No. <laughs> I don't know. No. Time zones? <laughs> how many time zones do we have on the Earth? On the Earth? I thought there was, like, quite a few, right? There's a lot, yeah. How many? You should know. How many? Well, now you make me feel dumb. <laughs> how many? <laughs> there's 24 because there's 24 hours of the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, moving on. Chris is dumb. All right. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, real quick, there are at least 38 different time zones that have observed. 38? 38. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now who's dumb? <laughs> that doesn't make and, any sense. <laughs> and the reason oh. being is because some of the time zones, such as India, is not just directly on the hour itself. It's actually, like, in an interval of 30 minutes. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Yeah, well, those don't count. Though. Oh, <laughs> it, it, India doesn't count as a time yeah. zone. In no, that, those, are, those are non-canonical time zones. That, yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't count. That's not a different, that's, yeah, it's a different universe. <laughs> so how do we get to all these different time zones? It's called the Coordinated Universal Time, or UTC, which actually kind of threw me off because it's C-U-T, Coordinated Universal Time, but they call it UTC. Well, they didn't want to say cut, you uh, know. Hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Okay, but those range from negative 12 to positive 14 UTC. Okay. So in the dead center, and then you're going to go 12 hours back, and then you're going to go 14 Mm -hmm. hours forward. Mm -hmm. Hence, you know, uh, a total of, I don't know, uh, (laughs) 20. Math. More than 24 different time zones. Yeah, right. 26. Yeah, right. but there's more time zones. Right. See, it doesn't make any sense. Right. So let me uh, talk a little bit about the negative 12 UTC and then the uh, positive 14 UTC, right? So UTC minus 12, uh, this is an identifier for a time to offset uh, from the actual standard UTC. It is the last to enter a new year and sometimes referred to as the international dateline uh west time zones um west time zone a number of inhabited territories lie within the longitudinal limits of this time zone um so a couple of these would be um the east side of russia um alaska fiji uh samoa so -hmm. those are all kind of within that uh minus 12. okay um let's see continuing on uh, UTC plus 14 uh, is kind of the exact opposite. They're the earliest to enter into the new day um, in Earth. So those are the ones that celebrate the new year first. Uh, it's also referred to as the latest time zone on Earth as clock uh, as clocks in it always show the latest time of all the time zones. Uh, the only one that's actually in this, there's two, but the only one that I kind of know about is an Oceania country called uh, Kiribati. And that actually might just be like a territory or something. Kiribati. Kiribati. Okay. It's so interesting that like chronologically, based on our own records of things happening, it could be happening like at the same time, but, but like the records would show it's at like at a different day, you know? Could yeah. be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like later in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. that happened tomorrow. That's right? true. Because if you said like you wouldn't think about it like, oh, in China, this happened at 9 p.m., mm-hmm. but at like, you know, whatever this February third or something but then it's like february 2nd at this night time like this happened it's like that happened at the same exact time mm-hmm. right you know? right 
Um, and another notable one that I wanted to just point out was Australia because it's like, you know, whenever you're uh, entering into the new year, we always like look on social media and there's like Australian flags like waving and people on social media that are brothers from down under. They're always like celebrating because it's <laughs> they're in brothers, from, brothers from down under. Down under. Um, they're at UTC plus 10. Okay. So there's actually, you know, other people ahead of them that get <laughs> in a time zone. But again, it's uh, Kerbati and uh, I don't, I don't, I think don't have any friends from Kerbati. I don't either. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't know. You need to find some friends. In mm-hmm. uh, UTC uh, zero, 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 zero. These are the people that are, these are the countries that are within like that perfect, the perfect time zone. Almost. Oh, they think they're so perfect. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to take a guess at some of the countries? I'll give you a hint. One of them starts with G. The other one starts with an I. Um, let's see. Italy. Uh, no. Great Not Britain Italy. and Ireland. Uh, I think Ireland's on here. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ireland. Mm-hmm. Oh. Iceland is on there. Mm. Uh, United Kingdom. Okay. Um, and then like Ghana. Ghana's on Ghana. there. Ghana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all of those countries amongst uh, plenty of others. Kuwait d'Ivoire. Mm-hmm. United Kingdom actually in there. Um all those are within that like perfect UTC zero 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 zero. That's why they're so pompous. Oh yeah, because it's like we're always on time. Time Absolutely is us. We are perfect. time. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, going into daylight savings times in a little bit. So daylight savings time. Uh, that's you know it's used in a lot of different countries, including the United States, Canada, uh, United Kingdom, and European Union. Uh, they all practice advancing clocks, typically by one hour during warmer months, so that darkness falls at a later clock time. Uh, a typical implementation of DST is to set clocks forward by one hour in the spring, spring forward, and then to set clocks back one hour in autumn, fall back, uh, to return to the standard time. As it was ri- originally for uh, farmers. So, yeah, that's that's what I kind of thought as I was, like, looking into this. Hmm. Um, I couldn't really find anything just how it's dedicated to farmers. Really? Mm-hmm. That's why I think I learned that in history class. It's just so insane to, to have, like, your entire system be like, hey, guys, by the way, we're changing time. Mm-hmm. Like we're 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 manipulating time. Oh, hey! Like hey, we're gonna go back. You're like you thought it was this, but I don't know if Dan's gonna talk about the difference between the Julian and Gregorian calendars. <clears throat> but I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Um, but actually, funny next sentence is the idea to manipulate clocks was first proposed in 1784 by Benjamin Franklin. Mm-hmm. You know. It, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That's not exactly whenever it started for us. It wasn't in 1784. He just kind of proposed that idea originally. You know, it's really cool is that the measurement of time. Is man-made, but time itself is not. Wow. You well, <laughs> I don't know because sometimes I, I got I can make time for some things. Well, I know I never make time for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say uh, before you said Benjamin Franklin. Anytime I think about anyone just says the word daylight savings, I immediately think of National Treasure in that scene where they're like trying to find they're like at the bell tower or whatever the Liberty Bell. And they're like, oh, no, oh, they're yeah. like, oh, the, the, like the time, like, oh, I'm such an idiot. And, you know, Nick Cage is like, oh, wait, what, what are you talking about? Like, oh, like the Benjamin Franklin didn't propose like uh, daylight savings until this time. So, like, we'd actually be on this date. And so, like, we need to go here. Or whatever. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great movie. <laughs> it is a really good movie. I love Nicholas Cage. It's very entertaining. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, going on a little bit, some countries observe it in only some regions. For example, parts of Australia observe it while other parts do not. 
Uh, United States observes it, except for Arizona what country. Exactly, Boom. Arizona. Let's go. What is it? Country. Uh, uh, what state? <laughs> what country? Yeah, Arizona. What Arizona. <laughs> uh, so Arizona is the only one out of the United States. Oh wait, uh, and Hawaii. Arizona, Arizona, and Hawaii. Mm. Uh, they do not uh, celebrate daylight savings time. Celebrate. Celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so only a, minor, a minority of the world's population uses Wait, DST. So what do they do? Uh, they just don't do anything. Back in 2000. So like, so like, if it's like you know whatever time, like, and you drive into Arizona, it's like, well, you're, it's no longer this time. So for example, with the daylight savings time, you know, there Arizona's a mountain time, so they're one hour, you know, uh, back from us. You know, they're mm-hmm. so if you if it's daylight savings time here, like I guess it's in the fall, we're falling back. I guess the time zone in Arizona would not change mm-hmm. when you got there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So I, w- I think so. I'm like it's always right. it's always like because we do daylight savings and like the time. Sometimes we get an hour ahead. Sometimes like it it, it you know goes back mm-hmm. because of that. It's always pretty much just staying even with people like the places that don't. I, I guess right. Yeah, I guess. So they're not like always like hours off because I was thinking like when they just be hours off and. Well, they're either in like they're evening out, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. Exactly. I mean, it goes back. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I was like, well. So, anyways, uh, kind of funny about that. Uh, so, all of Arizona as a state doesn't do it, but uh, the Navajo tribal lands uh, do practice the national uh, daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. So, there's like one little sort of area within Arizona that practices daylight savings time. So you can imagine how confusing that could probably be whenever you have like a meeting in the, the right. Navajo tribe right. area. I've always and thought that. I always thought, what if you lived right on, on the edge? Like what if you lived in like El Paso, which I believe is where the edge of mountain it's, in central yeah, it's is. Mountain. Mm-hmm. And you like work just over the, the border, you know, to, to New Mexico. Right. It's like, well, like, they also like, Steve, you're an hour late. And then you just like, <laughs> he lives on the border and you literally just take a step. I'm on time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it'd be so so weird. Actually, yeah, I'll talk about that just real quick. I I tried to find a city that was like on the middle. Mm-hmm. There's not too many. There's like there's areas like within a metroplex, I think, but mm-hmm. there's like no city that's kind of like cut down the middle or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was gonna say is only a minority of the world's population uses DST. Asia and Africa <clears throat> generally do not observe it. Um, so there you go for daylight savings time. Uh, one thing that I do want to talk about with those time zones, though, is I, I tried to look up like a city that's close between the, the time zones. And I found in Tennessee, Tennessee split down where like Chattanooga is on uh, the eastern time zone and Nashville is on like the western, uh, not western, central. Uh, central time zone. So those mm. two are about two hours apart. And I was like, mm. OK, maybe I get a little bit closer. And I did find one uh, city that is close by uh close by chattanooga and that city is called jasper tennessee so that is actually 30 minutes from chattanooga but it's on a different time zone chattanooga is on eastern jasper is in uh central time zone so i was always wondering if you kind of commute into chattanooga then you certainly have to be aware that sometimes you know you're not gonna you're not gonna always make it to your meetings unless you're uh very yeah, that'd be point. weird. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, moving on though, real quick. 
couple other things I want to talk about is the notable ways of timekeeping back in the day. Um, okay, is Rolex on there? Rolex is not on there. Oh, no, okay. no. We're we're talking way back when. Uh, oh, okay. Can you guys? It's like a Casio. <laughs> could you guys uh, take a guess at a couple of them? Sundial. Sundial's on there. Oh. Um, uh, looking at the sun. Just looking at, <laughs> staring at the sun. Will certainly burn your eyes, but uh, okay. Hourglass. Hourglass is on there, correct? That Candles. Dates, that dates back to the 8th century. An abacus. Um, That's just math. Candles. Uh, uh, wait, let me see. I, uh, yeah, there's like a lantern clock. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> candles as well. Uh, actually, no, there's one called candle clock and Boom. a lantern clock. Nice. So those are two of them. It's like on your wrist. Yeah, whole stick. candle stick. What time is it? Uh, uh, okay, so those are a couple. Can you guys uh, think of any other ones? Mm. I don't know. Okay, uh, let's do a moon dial. Ever heard of a moon dial? A moon dial. Never heard of a moon dial. Yeah, so, you know, whenever the sun goes down, there's also a moon dial. Um, There was another one. But the moon is not always in the sky when the sun's down. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that one worked. It it seemed kind of flawed. You can only use it in, like, certain certain nights. Yep. Uh, But then a water clock that dated back to 1500 uh, B.C. used because the sundial is pointless at night. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. another one. Classic. Uh, okay. What about the uh, kind of tall, pointy things that you've seen before that, like, you know, uh, kind of like the National National Monument and... Uh, an obelisk? An obelisk. Nice. Those are for time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's kind of oh. similar to a sundial. Like obelisk like, the tormentor. Like you're uh, checking <clears throat> the shadows of the obelisk. Oh. I've seen Gauntlet. You ever played Gauntlet? Mm-mm. That was a good game. Obelisks were like save points, I think. Mm-hmm. points. Uh, let's see, an incense clock. Uh, I don't really know how this one works. It would probably work the same way. You have a, you have a stick of incense that burns, that just for, thir- like burns for 30 for, minutes yeah. or burns for an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. so dated mm-hmm. back to the Song Dynasty from nine, uh, 960 to 1279. Uh, this one's kind of cool. A noon cannon. Can anyone guess what a noon cannon did? When it's, when it's, when it, when the, when the, when the, when the, <laughs> when the clock strikes noon or like when it's noon, a cannon goes off. Right on point. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Yep. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's coming out of the cannon. Every single day, they think it's they're under chicken. attack by somebody. Yeah, they eventually stopped doing it because too many people were getting killed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They actually just aimed it a different direction. You just a random um, cannonball. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody, it's, it's 12 o'clock. Duck. <laughs> uh, no, that, that fact is not true. But it is still a tradition used in uh, at Signal Hill in Cape Town, South Africa. Mm. So you use yeah. it as, like, as a conventional way to wake up. Just like a cannon, just like in your, just like next to your bed, like the long views, just going. I got, I got a meeting tomorrow. I got to make sure I get up. (laughs) (laughs) The snooze is just like. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. A. uh, (laughs) You you press snooze on your cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here's one called the Congreve clock. And it was an invention patented in 1808 by Sir William Congreve. Uh, the Congreve clock was an elaborate machine that used 15-second roll of brass ball down a zigzagging track to move the hands of a timepiece. Hmm. So there was a button, there was a ball, and it, you know, just zigzagged all the way down for like 15 seconds, and I think it like clicked something, and then it went back up, and then I think did it again. It's mm. like a like, like a pachinko machine looking thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there a picture? Uh, no, I don't have a picture. I gotta look it up. Uh, it so uh, it's called the Congreve clock. 
C-O-N-G-R-E-V-E, Congreve clock. Uh, So over the course of the day, the ball would roll back and forth on the track uh, 5,760 times. So it's like really tall or something Uh, or what? I don't know. Again, I didn't didn't look it up. Uh, Unfortunately, as National Museum's Scotland points out, it wasn't quite successful as any bit of dust on the track threw off the ball's timing. <laughs> so any sort of dust, you got to always have that Swiffer out because any sort of dust, you're, you're going to ruin your time. Mm. Uh, the last one is a time ball. Time ball. Time ball. Most notably known in New York City. Well, like New Year's? It's So the New Year's time ball was kind of a demonstration of the time ball, timekeeping, a practice that emerged in the late 19th century, uh, emerged in the 19th century when a large metal or wooden balls would plummet at a certain hour to synchronize navigators, uh, marine uh, carometers. Uh, So the first time the ball is considered to have uh, erected was at Portsmouth, England in 1829. Most that followed were also visible from the sea. Hmm. So it was just a way for like Marines to like people out on the sea to know like whenever, uh, I guess a new hour was or right. something like that. Right. Uh, so that, I thought that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. Yep. Hmm. But that's all I have for uh, time zones and then okay. also some of the notable clocks. Pretty good, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. you all know, right. I hate it every second. Well, of thank a lot you. Of uh, every second of it. Every spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Did y'all know? Uh, you can catch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. uh, well, that's pretty good. So that's um, that. Kind of want to brings me into a couple a couple things uh, before I get into the mind bending stuff. Uh, first of all, I'm not going to go into huge detail about this because we talked about it in chat and the buzz, which of course we could always talk about it again. And but I just want to go over briefly because I don't remember a lot of the research that I did for this particular topic. But I'm gonna do my best. Um, do you know the name of the calendar that we? go by today it's not the aztec calendar you had yeah. you had just said it i said it earlier like gregorian and so, then there's uh julian julian so we we are currently on the gregorian calendar which is actually named after pope gregory the third i believe mm. the julian calendar you can probably imagine who that's named after um grow chris Tucker. pope gregory the fourth no julian calendar no. i'm sticking to my answer julian mm-hmm. i said chris tucker julian well, it could Julius be Julius Caesar, Caesar Julius but Caesar. I'm, I'm still thinking Gregory the Fourth. Well, you're wrong. So Julius Caesar was the <laughs> one who proposed that that account. So the Julian calendar was proposed, again, by Julius Caesar in 46 B.C. Okay, and he had a whole team of astronomers and a bunch of mathematicians hanging out with them. They were all talking about it, and they were like, hey, this is great. You did a really good job. Um, it became the predominant calendar for the Roman Empire um, and was used for at least 1,600 years. Um, until 1582, Pope Gregory, oh, it's the 8th, Pope Gregory the 8th made a modification to the calendar to where we changed the Gregorian calendar today. The difference between these two calendars is when the Julian calendar was made, he was taking into account that there wasn't just 365 days of the year. It's actually not, our rotation around the sun is not perfect. It's actually 365.25. So hmm. we get one-fourth of an extra rotation one just one fourth and 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 that's it right and they were like okay well we made this we're gonna add what we call a leap a leap year right so that's what happens every four years that's why we have every four years because it was 0.25 right so every four years we have a leap day and everything's good right 
that's, well, that's like when February has an extra day, right? Yep. Yeah, February 29th. Oh, okay. So that's why we have leap year. We've been mm-hmm. doing a leap year for, I mean, look at that, like 2,000 years. It's really crazy to think about. Um, well, 1,600 years later, Pope Gregory started realizing, hey, there's a problem here because the seasons are not lining up with what day of the year it is. And that's a problem because we like to celebrate Easter. Easter stopped falling on the springtime where it usually falls, and it started drifting. Time started drifting away from the seasons that the Earth experiences. So he said, you know what's the problem with our calendar is what it is. Over the course of 1,600 years, our calendar has drifted away, and that's because one year is not 365.25. One year is actually 365.2425. So just that slight difference, that slight difference, made to where the seasons of the earth drifted away from our measurement of time of the year over the course of 1600 years, it drifted away like 14 days. Oh. So they were like, oh, we cannot have this. We can't have this because, you know, we're going to leave it like this and it's going to cause all future generations to have problems. And Easter is never going to line back up with, with springtime for thousands and thousands of years. You're going to have like Easter the day after like yeah, Christmas. Well, you'll, yeah, you'll have, I mean, we'll start drifting to where it start, it's going to snow in, it's going to snow in May. And, you know, and it's yeah. Gonna, you know, so he said, we're going to change this. I'm going to make the uh, Gregorian calendar. And the difference, the only difference he did with the Gregorian calendar is he changed the way that leap years are, are put into place. Usually, we want to say it's every four years. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's what we say today. It's every four years. But that's actually not true. It's every four years unless years, unless the current year is divisible by 100 or by 400. So if, for example, um, the year 2000 um, is divisible by 100, we did not have a leap year that day. Even though it was supposed to be a leap year? Even though it was supposed to. So if it's divisible by 100 um, or by 400, we do not have um, a leap year. Let me just read right here. Every year that is exactly Mm -hmm. divisible by 4 is a leap year, except for years that are exactly divisible by 100. But these centurial years are leap years if they are exactly divisible by 400. So excuse me, if it's divisible by 100, it's not. If it's divisible by 400, it is. For example, the years 1700, 1800, and 1900 are not leap years, but the years 1600 and 2000 are, because Mm. those are divisible by 4. So in 2100, we wouldn't have a leap year? Yes, uh... We would not because it is divisible by 100, but is not divisible by 400. Okay. Kind of confusing, but that's all. Know that. That's all Pope Gregory needed to do to be able to line back up the days. Of course, He's just like figure it out, nerds. Of course, <laughs> of course, they had they realized that they were off. So there's actually you can you can look it up sometime, you know, sometime in that in in that, in that time when when Gregory was coming around with this uh, with this new calendar. He said, hey, I know it's September 2nd. Okay, well, it's September 14th now. Sorry. Mm. So he had to, he needed to catch back up to get everything back in line again. Mm. And now we've been using the Gregorian calendar ever since then. Could, that would have been a very hard year for some people. You just lost. It's like you're <laughs> so many days. Yeah. So like, actually, the um, one of the last countries to adopt the Gregorian calendar was actually Great Britain. Oh. And uh, it was, I think it wasn't until like the 1800s, something like that, where they, it was in September where they declared, all right, fine, like, all right, we'll jump on board, okay. <laughs> and it's so already they, like November at that they point. They lost like a month or two, uh, right? But like two weeks. I yeah. lost two yeah. weeks. So okay. like, you know, like, can you imagine we're sitting here and we're like, yeah, today, today is June 15th and you know what, tomorrow, 
June twenty seventh. That's <laughs> you know. I think I think that was on Vsauce too because he was talking about how mm-hmm. like there's like a part in their history where there's just there was nothing there for was, like two weeks. There's two weeks and it's, it's just like gone. oh yeah, it's just like why is that? And they just skipped it. Imagine if your papers due like all right, class is due on the due on the fourteenth. Uh, and then it, like assigning it like on that day like. <laughs> Well, I got I got two weeks. <laughs> I got two weeks, and it's due tomorrow. I was gonna say like if you're getting married and it falls within that two weeks, and it's like all of a sudden the venue like can't accommodate you for another year because you know <laughs> yeah. we missed your time. Yeah, well, everything that or that everything that fell in between, that yeah. you know those those days like right, it's just it's just gone. It's like what if your birthday was there? Just, you never have it. No, yeah, bummer. You know, sorry, you sorry. become immortal. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought about people who are born on on leap leap days you know mm-hmm. uh, february 29th what they end up doing i guess it's really not that interesting they end up they don't they don't age slower they <laughs> but i think they end up making their birthday just february 28th probably or yeah that, that or makes like sense. M- or uh, march 1st if you have a leap year birthday uh let us know when you celebrate it march 1st yeah. or february yeah, 28th cool. dm us dyk underscore podcast anyway so um so that is the Gregorian calendar is what we use today. Okay. And um, like I said, it's a pretty, pretty interesting story. But a lot of people don't know that there is a lot more to time than meets the eye. Sam, I'm ready for you to blow my mind. I'm about to get really crazy here. So Let's everyone go. strap in. Samuel's right. mind blowers. So everybody knows who Albert Einstein is, right? Yeah. General so, relativity and stuff. Right. Invented gravity. Invented gravity. I'm going to keep it as simple as possible. Albert Einstein had theories theory of general relativity and theory of special relativity that has said a lot of stuff, but it said a lot of stuff specifically about time. And before I get into the real nitty gritty, I have to explain what an atomic clock is. So an atomic clock is a clock. Do you guys know what an atomic clock is? I do. It's been I, a while. I was, I was looking it up uh, just very briefly. Atomic clock uses actual, actual atoms that are like helping change the time itself. Correct. So an atomic clock is a clock that works with atoms as opposed to other clocks which are mechanical. The frequency comes from the crossing radiation of its electrons. Atomic clocks are currently the most exact clocks in the world. They're also called primary clocks. So your Casio on your wrist is not even a secondary clock. You know, it's like the primary clocks is what how we truly can remember down to the nanosecond what time it is, what time it is for us on Earth. Like I was saying... The measurement of time is man-made. Time itself is not. Uh, most clocks know the time because they count how many times something moves back and forth. And simplifying it, atomic clocks count how many times an atom wiggles back and forth. So an atom, two atoms doing something together, you know, passing electrons back and forth, that's a constant thing. That never changes. Mm-hmm. It's always the same. Like, you know, things, things, some things aren't constant, like running 100 meters or, you know, jump how high you can jump. So things aren't constant. But how two atoms interact with each other is always a constant. It never changes. It can't change because it's the laws of nature. So that's why they're so, so exact because they just can't fail. You know, they can be tuned, but they just can't fail. They'll never change. So we'll never, it's like, we don't even know like how the, the figure uh, figuratively speaking, like the torch of time was passed down as far as a second goes. Cause you know, we know sun up, sun down. That's a day. But knowing mm-hmm. when the second begins could have been at any point, you know, like sure. what if what if this like, yes, the second is accurate, but like the time that that second began, like we'll never know. So worldwide, there are over 260 atomic clocks at over 60 different places in the world. Um, all data is collected at the International Bureau, Bureau of Weights and Measures 
in Paris, France. That's actually, I believe that is the same place where they have the original gram or the original kilogram. It's like this weight that they had that came from a long time ago is how we know how much a kilogram weighs. Huh. Interesting. Really, what? really crazy. Do you it, know it, what it's it, made out of? Just metal? Yeah, or? it's like metal, but it's in a box and no one can touch it. And it's, <laughs> it's, if you want to know how much a kilogram, that is the basis. That of sounds what a like one is. of those, like, uh, it's like an SCP or something, yeah. or like yeah. it's like one of the the legendary items of this of this universe. The, yeah, the, the it's the original, it's the kilogram. Yeah, you know, Mr. Kilogram himself. Mr. K- <laughs> there, <laughs> there he is, Joe Kilogram. All right. Um, so moving on, um, slowly kind of leading into the, some of the crazy stuff. Uh, we not only have leap days, but we have leap seconds that we have to add to our UTC, which we now know means coordinated universal time. We have leap seconds that we have to add to UTC because the Earth's rotation <clears throat> is not always constant. Sometimes, okay. sometimes it changes um, due to like um, just gravitational stuff. It changes due to like weather effects. It changes due to it can even change due to large earthquakes. You know what I mean? Um, but over the course of the last sixty-ish or so years, uh, sometimes we have to add a second, and sometimes we have to, you know, uh, get rid of a second. Because that I mean we we have to make sure that we have it like uh, the time perfect right. Well, over the course of a very 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 long time, the Earth actually is slowing down, and we are adding more seconds than we are taking away from our UTC. So in about a century, I think it was about a century. In about a century, our Earth is going our day is going to be like ten seconds longer, no, like two seconds longer, something like that. So. The, you know, it seems so trivial that we are keeping track of that, but someone's got to do it, right? Because this is, this is the perseverance of, like, of, of posterity, of, like, future generations. So we have to know how much, what, t- what time it is, right? You know, all I can imagine right now is, like, some guy chained up in a cell or something like that, and he's called, like, the universal timekeeper guy. And then, like, they just go and, like, feed him a little bit, like, every single day. But his only sole job is to keep time. Keep time. Keep <laughs> he time. He's just sitting there counting. <laughs> he, he's, Please. He's the, he's the timekeeper. Yeah. There Please he is. Make it stop. Uh, <laughs> rewind it back like one three, second. Uh, three trillion, uh, three hundred yeah. trillion. <laughs> and someone's like, uh, uh, someone just like messes him up by saying like a number. <laughs> like, oh, what time is it? It's uh, no time just like <laughs> just collapses, <stops>. <laughs> <laughs> like a black hole opens up. <laughs> oh no, I stopped keeping time. There he is. So I never Joe knew. Time. I never knew about like the leap seconds. But could you imagine how much hell would break loose if someone was like, all right, now you guys got to set your clocks back three seconds or forward like three seconds and everyone's like what well, see, that's, that's the thing that, like, they're not going to tell you because yeah. it doesn't really make a huge difference to anyone you know but right but the fact of the matter is it will it will make a difference over the course of thousands of years mm. and that these people they were are worried about future generations they're worried about posterity, <laughs> like, you know very I mean? super like very far in the future generations <laughs> yeah. someone someone's got think of the children's children children's children <laughs> by then children's, it's, just, children's. It's, it's just like all humanity has been wiped out. <laughs> Aliens rule the planes, but well, there is one, the, the timekeeper. <laughs> they the, decided to keep him. <laughs> the fact Aliens. of the matter is that it, someone's got to do it. And I'm, I think it's awesome. I think that people made, I, I feel like I could tell this to, to anybody, including you guys, apparently. And you might think it's stupid, but I think like the fact that someone has to do that. And the fact that we have to be, we have to do that to make sure that we are, we are as, as constant as a human race as possible is awesome it's glorious it's, va- it's completely fascinating yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. you know right. um and i i just I, I i don't know i just think it's so insane now the the fact is now i'm just curious as to like how many people because he said it was like it was like the bureau 
Yeah. You know, it makes it sound like some cool sci-fi thing where it's like there's like the the time police and they're like going <laughs> yeah. around like through well, different dimensions like making sure time is like on schedule. Well, there's a lot of people that 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 work in yeah, work in those bureaus and like like I said those measurements and stuff. They they it's yeah, it's not just time. It's like it's like everything that everything that we use is cuz here's the thing. Well, let's say for example, like time really gets out of whack and we're just not keeping track of it or the kilogram starts changing its weight and, and we're not keeping track of it. Everything that we know that, like, scientifically, like, computers... Always just get all messed computers, up. Computers, space flight, everything. Like, it won't work. Yeah. It, like, the, our, really wouldn't. our own personal physics here on Earth it just won't won't work because we have to use things, like, down to the, you know, mm. the 10 decimal points mm-hmm. to be able to do stuff, you know, especially when it comes to space flight. Yeah. So, um, someone's got to do it. That's, but That's why, like, so Challenger exploded, it's, right? Because of time? Uh, Challenger well, exploded because... Well, because I'm a, saying... Well, you, you were talking about, like the precision of it like there was a decimal off or something for like the amount of uh for something it it, it right i can't remember exactly what happened all i know is that there's like this o-ring that that blew and and started leaking like liquid nitrogen into some place it wasn't supposed to and mm. i think that's what caused it would hate but, to be the guy that welded that uh yeah. um okay wait one other thing mm. so disney just came out with a new series called loki mm-hmm. and it's funny that mm. we're having this episode right now because the very first episode it it sets it up for something to do with like time you mm. guys are gonna have to watch it. i'm not gonna spoil it or anything oh, of that nature but i think you would really like it and if you guys like time watch yeah, uh, I, well, I do need to see it yeah. i uh like i was gonna talk a little bit about um like after this talk about like the movie tenant but because oh <coughs> i need to see that such a good movie such a good movie um very confusing and though. yeah very confusing and it's a, all about time because christopher nolan so moving on time to get to the real wacky stuff okay to say time to get to the real wacky stuff yeah so yeah, we're not e- we're not even there yet. <clears throat> so according to Albert Einstein's theories of general relativity, there is something in this world, in this universe, called time dilation. Okay, and this is by far my favorite topic to talk about. Right. So hopefully I do it justice. In physics and relativity, time dilation is the difference in elapsed time as measured by two clocks. Okay, you've got. Um, for now on, while I'm explaining this, Chris has a clock. And you have a clock. Okay, my Damn, clock's better, by the way. Wrong. It's got a Mickey Mouse face on it. Okay, you're right. So <laughs> you guys both have a clock. Just remember you have a clock, and it's exactly the same speed right now. So um, time dilation can can cause differences in time, either due to the relative velocity between the two clocks. So if Chris's clock is moving faster than your clock or slower than your clock, or the difference in gravitational potential between their two locations. Chris is standing on Jupiter and you're standing on Earth. So both those things, speed and gravity, changes the way the clock moves. When it comes to speed, the faster you're going, okay, ready? Faster you're going, the Mm -hmm. slower time goes. It's kind of confusing. And then in gravity, the closer you are to gravity, like the more gravity, the slower your clock goes. So talking about Interstellar, did you see Interstellar? Yeah. So Interstellar, everybody knows, spoiler alert, you know, he's, they're by the black hole or whatever, they're on the water planet and every hour on the water planet is seven years on Earth. Mm -hmm. That is totally 100% true. Like that can happen. That can happen and maybe it's happened somewhere. I mean, not in the same sense, but the fact that, that time gets changed by, by gravity has been proven time and time again that is a thing and I'll get into where the evidence comes from so, but I, I'm curious as to and I don't even know if you have like an answer to this but it's like if is it is it uh, is it like 
it's observable. So like if you were on, you know, somewhere, let's say it was more observable, like, 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 like in the interstellar thing, mm-hmm. would that mean that because of the perception of time, like if they were to like see what was happening, yeah. it would be really, really slow. 100%. But yes. So but like, for example, let's say you guys both have clocks. Okay. Ready. And you guys both are doing jumping jacks. All right. You're doing jumping jacks. Chris is standing next to a black hole. All right. And you are out in the middle of space. Okay. You are looking at Chris doing jumping jacks, but he's experiencing time slower than you are. So you are seeing Chris in slow motion. Okay. Okay. That's what I was and Okay. Chris is doing jumping jacks and you're doing jumping jacks. He's by the black hole and you're not. He's looking at you and you're doing jumping jacks in fast forward. In like super speed. Super speed. Nice. So, crazy. so that would be so to the observer, it it there is you can see the difference now. And the reason why we that's use theoretical that you're the black next hole, to each other in a black hole, but the reason why we use a black hole as uh, as as the kind of the means of uh, what we're talking about right now is because they have a lot of gravitational pull, a lot of gravity. Yeah. Lot of gravity. They have so much gravity that light can't escape. That's why okay. they're black because they uh. don't reflect anything. So the same oh, thing so can happen. Crazy. The same thing can happen on uh, on Earth. I mean, Earth has enough gravity for us to stay on it, but it has enough gravity to change time as well. So on on Earth, um, <clears throat> for example, gravitational time dilation is at play for the International uh, Space Station astronauts. While the astronauts' relative velocity slows down their time, <clears throat> the reduced gravitational influence of their location speeds it up although to a lesser degree. Um, for example, a climber's time, like a mountain climber's time, is theoretically passing slightly faster at the top of a mountain compared to people at sea level. Now, granted, it's like nanoseconds. Yeah, it's not much, but it's... it's imperceivable, right? You know, you, you people have said, you know, your head is... Um, your head is older than your feet, but <laughs> the, the, which is true, but it's so small, it's near immeasurable. You know what I mean? Um it's also been calculated that due to time dilation, the core of the Earth is two and a half years younger than the crust. So over the course of 4.6 billion years, just from wow. the core to the crust, it's only two <clears throat> years. So that can kind of show like when you have to be, like I said, like when Interstellar does the whole black hole thing, you got to be around a lot of gravity for there to be a huge mm-hmm. change. But the reason why I like talking about it is because we have to do something every single day to make sure that we can have like a normal life because of gravitational time dilation and that's because of gps global positioning satellites right okay we use gps every day we go on runs walk dog you drive into arby's i don't know <laughs> arby sponsor us so the global posi- <laughs> sponsors the global positioning system can be considered a continuously operating experiment in both special and general relativity the in-orbit clocks which are all their atomic clocks on the uh, on the satellites are corrected for both special and general relativistic time dilation uh, effects as described above, okay? Um, so that as observed from the Earth's surface, they run at the same rate as clocks on the surface of the Earth. Every every day, the clocks, or like every week, the clocks on the GPS satellites, some guy has to go in there and tune it back. Um, let's see, it'd be hit to tune it back a couple nanoseconds because if he didn't, our GPS would not work on Earth. Hmm. It would put you, you'd be like at my house right now, but if it was just off a couple nanoseconds, just off like one second, it would put us uh, a kilometer away to the west. You can't triangulate your position without having the correct times. You know how like your GPS likes to tell you, oh, you're 30 minutes away from your location? 
Yeah. It, it does that by using clocks and stuff. It, right. It, GPS satellites, they triangulate your position using like X, Y, and Z coordinates. So that there's always multiple GPS satellites above your head at the time. And that's how they can figure out where you're at. It's also just like another level of like impressiveness just because like we like used a rocket to like launch like that satellite. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. just all the levels of technology that was like, and actually it reminds me of this one time <clears throat> whenever uh, SpaceX was like launching their rockets. And then I was like someone at work who was like, he was like, people who are weird conspiracy nuts like yeah we've never gone to space like, like what about the rockets he's like he was saying like it, it, it could be staged like how do you know it's real i was like well we've sent rockets we've been sending rockets into space for like so long and he was like yeah, well, what I, people... I was like what about i was like what about like gps mm -hmm. he was like well there's means of calculating your like position without like gps like they're using like different technology i was like well what is the technology he was like i don't know but uh i he's just he's just going yeah. against like everything and just like okay like right the whole like why are there no stars and in, in in how come you can't see the stars and like we talked about this before yeah and the um, apollo or whatever you know and it's just like well you think you think that they'd have all the technology just to like fake all this and they're like oh we forgot to add stars like yeah. we forgot to do that maybe they won't notice yeah you, you know? yeah like, you really think that they're gonna yeah they're gonna do that if they're really trying to trying to fake it um yeah it's like sorry off topic the same well the same reason you can't see stars in the middle of downtown dallas it's the same exact thing you know people are stupid anyway um moving on um so gps satellites is just one of the many uh ways that we've experimented and have actually seen that time dilation is a real thing which is insane because that proves a portion if not proves outright um albert einstein's theories he was, he was, he was correct the whole time and people get kind of screwed up by the idea of did we talk about this but the idea of what theory means yes i, I talked about yeah it a theory bit, doesn't you know. necessarily mean that it's like that well i think this is how it works um that's like a hypothesis like when you have a question mm -hmm. um so i think i mean pretty much 90 i think 95 percent of of einstein's theories have all been proven 100 percent um right scientific theory is different from the general term yeah. theory um and then another experiment that happened in 1971 uh Hafele and keating well i guess this is two um two scientists took two cesium uh, atomic clocks and put them on planes and one plane flew east, one plane flew west, and um, they brought the uh, clocks back down after they landed, like on the other side of the planet or whatever, or maybe they came all the way around, and they measured the times between both of them, and they were different than the time that he had on the ground. Both all atomic clocks. Wow. They were different. And actually, matter of fact, they were different because the uh, east and west ones were different too because they were um, flying at different speeds as well. So... Like I said, time changes either due to speed or due to gravity. Just those two things. And um, he pretty much, he proved both of them right then, right then and there. Wow. So you can't really, you can't sit here and say that's not a real thing because you can't explain that. I mean, atomic clocks are never wrong. They're just never wrong. And like scientifically, they can't be wrong by the forces of nature. And uh, and now, like I said, like we would not have GPS if it wasn't for someone having to, to dial back those clocks on, on the GPS satellites. Like, and that is solely due to the fact that those satellites are experiencing less gravity than we are so therefore their experience in time is slower so that being said again i love talking about it because it's like super interesting it's like almost like supernatural like it's mm -hmm. so crazy mm -hmm. and um you know like yeah that would like blow someone's mind being like oh that's not true but like the fact of the matter is it is true it's like totally true and um you know again like we're not going to be able to see a difference when, you know, when you're on top of a skyscraper and I'm down below, it's just, you're not going to see a difference. Obviously we never do. Um, but the fact that out there in the universe, things are happening like that. 
So, you know, things are rotating around black holes. And if you looked at it, it it's, 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 it's experiencing a thousand years a second and you're not, you know, it's like so crazy to think about. So it um, constantly just amazes me just how many people it takes to, uh, you know, I think all, all the all the devices and things we take for granted that are just like you know, we've we've been mm-hmm. using for so long and that it's just kind of ingrained in our daily lives or our daily habits and uh, just the level of expertise it takes to to, you know, just like GPS. Oh, yeah. You know, just like I, 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 people, I wasn't people even take, people take that stuff for granted all the time. It's, I wasn't even yeah, thinking crazy. about just like, you know, the basic idea of how GPS works but not even taking into account stuff like that, which mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I was never would have thought about That's the way insane. that time and like gravity is affecting it. It's insane. That you and, have to like, and again, it, it is, makes sense though. It is kind of funny that somebody does have to sit, you know, possibly a jail cell and, and, and add seconds to, to the global time. But it, <laughs> but the fact of the matter that someone has to like some, the fact that someone has to do that or like science doesn't work for us. Like mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like that's that's so just so insane to think about. Um anyway, that's all I want to talk about gravitational time dilation. Go watch Interstellar, it's great. Also watch Tenet, it's also great. Um but moving on, I got a couple more fun things uh about time. Um these are just uh four things that we if you ever get a chance, go on Wikipedia and look up uh timeline of the far future where it just shows like what's gonna happen to Earth and the universe in a hundred years, a thousand years, a million years, a billion years. Mm. And here's some fun mm. ones. Niagara Falls in 50,000 years, will have eroded away completely, and all that will be le- uh, left is a larger Lake Erie. Only 50,000 years. 50,000 years. Wow. Yeah. So 50,000 years, Niagara Falls is just going to be gone. It's just not going to be a thing I'll be anymore. pretty old by then. You're pretty old by then. Um, we need to go see it now. Right now. <laughs> I've actually seen Niagara Falls. We're running out of time. Uh, in 50 million years, uh, they say this is the maximum estimated time before one of the uh, Mars moons, Phobos, will crash into Mars. So can you imagine like being on Mars? Uh, in 50 million years, can you imagine like being on Mars and you just see like the moon, like cre- like like oh, no. like Majora's Mask? Like, <laughs> yeah, Majora's would say that. Um, and it's uh, a little closer today. Am I am I seeing things? It's like two inches from their face. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Like also the fact that we know that this stuff, like you know, the only reason we know that is because we were able to measure how close the moon, that Phobos is getting to Mars. Like oh, it's getting mm. there one millimeter a year. Well, it's gonna it's gonna crash. It's gonna eventually hit there. You know, crash so into Mars. I, I'm curious. Does that mean like I wonder if that means, like, you know, at that point, like, it now has reached, like, the atmosphere, the gravitational pull of, of into Mars at that point is so great now that it's, you know, so close, and then it just starts, like, Actually, like um, falling down, That's, that's right? really, I'm really glad you pulled it up. That's called the Roche limit, okay? Uh, R-O-C-H-E. The Roche limit is how close an orbiting body can be to another more massive gravitational body before it's torn, its tidal forces tears it apart. So, okay. for example, that's how they, uh, that's how part of the reason why, like, Saturn has rings. Mm-hmm. It's, the moon's got close enough to its, like, really large gravity, just start mm-hmm. ripping stuff apart. Mm-hmm. Um, that will happen to Mars. Phobos, when they say crash into Phobos, Phobos will, like, uh, like break apart, just, like, explode into a bunch of pieces like and eventually be made into rings around Mars. So it's not so it will crash into. I'm imagining it like um, impacting and creating a massive explosion essentially because I, just well I I, I know so for great. a fact I've seen both because I've read this article for uh, you know I've read this article a, a lot because it's just so interesting but um, I think they're definitely both going to happen like one mm-hmm. a moon's good because they has two moons Phobos and Deimos uh-huh. uh, for sure I guess Phobos is gonna is gonna crash into mm-hmm. you know Mars uh, but there's another one that says that Mars will have rings due to the destruction of of probably Deimos so 
at some point so cool. through the ro- Roche limit. Um, moving on. Um, the rings of Saturn, speaking of the rings of Saturn, will not last forever. In 100 million years, they'll be gone. They'll just be sucked in due to gravity, and there'll be no rings anymore. We have to go to Saturn. Got to go to Saturn Rings right now. of Saturn. Rings You've of listened Saturn. to rings, rings of Saturn, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyone who hasn't listened to uh, the metal band Rings of Saturn, uh, please listen to it. Uh, listen to them. It's the most insane guitar playing you'll ever hear. It is hear. insane. No thanks. Um, <clears throat> and then this one's a little shorter. Um, all things considered, in sixteen thousand nine hundred years, Voyager One, which left Earth in the seventies, will pass within three point five light years of Proxima Centauri, which is our closest star system. So. Y'all, I, mean, I, I know. I think I, I talked about um, the golden records on yep. on the Voyager. Mm-hmm. I have the golden record on my arm. Um, those are on Voyager one and, and Voyager two. Um, literal vinyls floating through space, space with Chuck Berry on it. It's pretty cool. And like human laughs and stuff. Imagine somebody was like, they were putting it all together, and they're like, "Where are my keys?" Like, <laughs> it's a, like <laughs> millions of miles away, just sitting on top of the of the spacecraft. Just all, all I imagine is Voyager One like <laughs> crashing on some distant, far future planet where there's Martians, and like they're pretty much like us as where there was like a crash. They look at it, it's like it looks like junk. They just toss it away, <laughs> yeah. throw they away li- the records. They, they have their own like record player. They're like they're like. They like rate it like we give Voyager the, uh, like like it's a music album uh, uh, seven out of uh, seven out of ten uh, very Chuck, uh, very underwhelming. Uh, Chuck Berry on here uh, um, and a couple more fun things real quick. Um, just speaking of gravitational time dilation, uh, if you were staying on top of Mount Everest, um, one year on Mount Everest is fifteen microseconds shorter than uh, at sea level. Uh, so there you go. There's like a good uh, indicator. It's not much, but it's happening. Uh, when the dinosaurs alive, there were 370 days in the year. The Earth's spin is getting slower because of the moon's gravity, called tidal forces, is acting as a drag. So days are getting longer by about 1.7 milliseconds per century. So, wow. Again, someone's measuring that. Um, another one, because light takes time to reach us, everything we see is in the past. You probably know that. The sun uh, you can see out the window is 8 minutes and 20 seconds old, this, the, the the light from it. And the light from a near star is 4 years old because it's 4 light years away. Related to time, it just reminded me of this. Is the uh, If you've ever seen Reggie Watts, mm-hmm. any of his uh, stand-up stuff, mm-hmm. uh, he one of his lines that he says is, we're, we're, living, we're living in the memories of our future selves. Yeah, that's really crazy. It's like so it. like mind blowing to think about. <laughs> I uh, speaking of that, this is like totally off topic. By the way, that's a uh, that time gravitational time relation. Anyway, cool. Uh, <laughs> before I forget this, I was at the station the other day. I was at the fire station, and this guy uh, that we work with, he's hilarious. But we were like, I don't know, we were talking about something about you know like ambition and you know what people want to do, you know for you know a living or people like want to open a business or something. I don't know. We we're just talking about what what you want to do in like mm-hmm. ten years. And um, just randomly, this guy at work, his name is Jeff, hilarious. Randomly, he's like, well, dreams only come to the sleeper. We're all like, <laughs> we just sat there like all silent. We're like, what? I was like, did you I was like, did you just make that up? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, that, that's so profound. <laughs> yeah. Very profound. I was like, yeah. That sounds really cool. I, I was <laughs> like, um, uh, yeah, was like, yeah, dreams only come it to like the sleeper. Sounds al- like it's like an album title or something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was like, that was. Look, I'm tearing up. Like, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, I can't believe you came up with that. Um, and uh, but anyway, um, and he's like, "Yeah, well, anyway, I go take a poop." So, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but 
but yeah, no, that was gravitational time dilation. It's a one hundred percent real thing. Uh, Marcus, I know uh, if you still listen to our podcast, uh, yeah, I know you don't believe it, but it's a thing. Marcus and I have been arguing about <laughs> about gravitational time dilation for like four years now. So it's um, a long time. And uh, so it's a thing. <laughs> Check it out. Watch Interstellar. Watch Tenet. Tenet is amazing. It's incredibly confusing. You're gonna watch Christopher Nolan sponsor us. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's you're gonna you're gonna need to watch it like three or four times. Have you seen Tenet, Dan? No, I need to. I think go home after this and like watch it just because. Actually, even it's unfortunate because right now Inception. Uh, I can't forget about Inception. It's also uh, about yeah, time. Also about time. Yeah. Well, Inception is also about is about time. Interstellar is about time. Uh, and then Memento, one of his first movies, Tears from Nolan, is about yeah, time. He, yeah, oh. about time. The only non-time movie he's done is The Dark Knight. Uh, Dunkirk is technically has time aspects to it. Yeah, yeah. So like, this guy just really likes time. He loves yeah. it, and so do I. Could I you imagine him like yeah. going into his house? And he just has like thousands of clocks. <laughs> <laughs> one of his prized possessions is like one of the two hundred sixty atomic time clocks. <laughs> his next movie is just going to be just a clock, just a just a three hours of a clock <laughs> with like blaring like the deep trumpet blows behind it. Yeah. Tenet is, Tenet is a super good movie that you got to watch multiple times. I've seen it twice now. And unfortunately right now you have to buy it. It's like 20 bucks. It's not for rent yet. It was Unless on you HBO have, Max. Yes. Is HBO it still Max. there? It is on HBO okay, Max. Okay, then. Yeah. Um, oh, it's on HBO Max? Oh, yeah. I guess it's been a while since it came out. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, but I think they're trying to still make some money because it came out during COVID time, you right. know. But uh, right. that movie is so insane. There are so many layers and, like, levels and just deep-thinking stuff to that movie that I, I've watched some YouTube videos, and I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, this is... It's insane the mm. amount that, mm -hmm. and this is a this is a that's a crazy thing about Inception too is it's an original screenwriter like a, a screenplay like yeah this is an original it's not idea based on anything not based on a book it's not based mm. on a television show it's not based it's a completely original idea and like you've seen Inception right yeah like Inception is like a very very unique you know concept mm -hmm. and it's one of my you know my favorite movie for sure but um, such a cool movie but yeah I, right. I I've been wondering. I mean it's no Fast and Furious. 13 but. <laughs> I've been waiting to watch Tenet again for a while now because I want to watch it on my own television because I want to watch it with subtitles because also Christopher Nolan likes to blare his soundtrack in every single movie so it's kind of hard to hear what people are saying are you guys a fan of subtitles <laughs> no but in that movie you need well them. if you <laughs> I mean like I prefer watching Japanese anything in Japanese like well, probably it. you probably want to. Well, no, I mean, because anime has like an English dub, oh. you know, so like you have to read subtitles. I for me, I feel like I actually kind of like subtitles because uh, you become more engaged. I only you watch have to things. Read. You have to read it and you have to pay attention. Well, so. I only watch things in subtitles. See, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like watching things in subtitles because I don't want to be reading and not focus on what's right. going on the screen. Right. I and feel like and it ruins more... the aesthetic a little bit of like the shot. To an extent, so. I feel like you get a lot more out of it though by listening, like actually hearing and seeing like what they say. Because there's so mm -hmm. many times that mm -hmm. like someone just like blurts something and it's like right. you have no idea what they oh, just yeah. said. Now the, like, the exception for me, I, I'm I'm okay, I'm okay with subtitles. The exception for me is if it's a comedy because it ruins timing. It does ruin. So you, yeah. you'll, you'll see the you'll see the punchline of the joke before they're done saying. We were at, oh, we were at the sure. absolutely yeah. we were at the station the other day and we were watching uh, a stand up comedy and they're like, yeah, you guys want to watch stand up? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then, you know, someone turned on a stand-up comedy, and, and they turn on subtitles. I'm like, what are you doing? What are he's you like, doing? He's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, don't you put subtitles on a stand-up comedy. We're all going to know what the joke is before it happens. And he's like, oh, I guess it's a good point. I was like, oh, that's a good point. Um, but, turn uh, it off. Yeah. But, uh, Get out of here. Yeah, no, I, uh, 
Yeah, I just... I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to watch like wanna, Inception wanna, right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to watch... Like, I want to watch Tenet again so Now, bad. his main problem is that he... Uh, I might have sent you this video, but he's really bad about exposition, which is... You told he, me about this, but I don't remember exactly what it is. He, he will give... He, the best part about a lot of these movies, especially if it's a like quote unquote smart movie, is that you need the audience, uh, you let the audience figure things out for themselves, and they don't have to explain it. And there's one of the worst offenders of this is in, in uh, Interstellar. I love that movie, but one of the worst offenders is uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey's Matthew McConaughey's character and like the other people. They're already in space. They're already headed to this black hole. He's an astronaut, okay, and one of the. Uh, 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 you know the 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 other pilot or whatever he's explaining to matthew mcconaughey cooper that how a black hole works and it's like why would this guy not know how a black hole works he's he's literally in a spaceship right now heading towards it and he's just now <laughs> telling about a black hole and it's just there as exposition for people who don't understand what a black hole is and oh, so like yeah. he does that for all of his movies where he'll at the very end of uh i won't give anything but the very end of tenet you're like okay like you put the pieces together yourself and then he basically just explains the pieces you just put together you're like uh, well you know. see okay i don't know if i agree with that though because you look at movies like if you look at tenet and you look at inception okay like black the black hole thing like yeah that's like you know you do the whole pencil through the tube the paper right. thing you know like people they could have done that so much better right they could absolutely um Inception has such I'll just say Inception because so, I don't want to spoil anything about Tenet but Inception has such a niche um, like world like mm-hmm. the lore of the world is so niche mm-hmm. that they do need to kind of describe like what it means to go like what's going on in the movie what Inception is what Extraction is like going dreams within dreams like someone has to explain it somehow he goes because it's kind of hard to explain like what limbo was well, without someone being like, "Hey, limbo is this place you go if this happens." You know. Well, they do. It's such like a, a they complicated show, subject. You know. They do show other ways of explaining how like they can bend time and they can um, uh, just just through just through the storytelling mm-hmm. it, itself. You know. Uh, right. So like, there's no reason. There's so many times where he's like explaining completely to like uh. What's her name? Like Ariadne, uh, Ellen Page's character, like Ariadne, 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 yeah. Um, and just like the, the, that whole movie is is once once it gets away from just like the hand holding, I think it, it gets really really good. I mean, that's yeah. one of my favorite movies, but yeah, you know. oh my gosh, so good. Anyways, Christopher Nolan ranting. Yeah, sponsor. Fan, fan. Do you guys boing. know what Christopher Nolan looks like? Yeah, yeah. I I just found out like last year. It was like one of yeah. those things where it's like actually me recently too. You don't really know what Christopher Nolan looks like. You always hear his name mm-hmm. everywhere, but it's like, mm-hmm. wait, who is this guy? Like, what does he actually look like? I think there was another tidbit. I'm pretty sure it was about Christopher Nolan where he makes actual all his like original cuts, like using like, uh, not scissors, but like a, a cutter, and he does it with film. Mm. But then he actually like splits it hmm. as he's like watching it. Interesting. Like, yeah, that's he how he's actually because I feel like most films actually are just digital now. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I know that when Interstellar came out, um, you could. I don't know if this has something to do with it being digital or film, but uh, you could go to special theaters that uh, had it being shown in like a certain millimeter, like seven yeah. seventy-five yeah. millimeter mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that, to where it's like super wide, like mm-hmm. um, like Lawrence Arabia wide sort of thing. Like it's, you know, I'm not going to exactly how to explain it, but um, hmm, that'd be cool. But yeah, apparently it was awesome. I didn't get to see it in that way, but no, hmm. um, great. Film. I haven't actually seen that movie either. 
You never seen Interstellar? Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. No, I haven't seen. Of course, Lawrence seen Interstellar. Come on. I was on the edge of my seat in the docking scene. I saw that in theaters. Oh, the I saw do- in theaters pretty sure twice. The docking scene. Oh gosh. That's <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to find uh, something that me and my girlfriend could do this Friday, mm-hmm. and we're just like, I'm spitting out ideas. I'm like, uh, maybe putt putt, maybe cidercade. Um, she's cider-cade. like, what about a movie? I was like, yeah. What about a movie? What's uh, look it up. I looked it up. Dude, there's no, no good movies out right now. Really? Yeah. There were some really stupid ones that, like, I don't know. It's just... It's a perfect time for, for places just been re-showing a lot of things. Because mm-hmm. there's a, there's been a couple of movies that I completely missed, like, in theaters that would be cool just to... Like, I've never... I've, I didn't see The Matrix in theaters. That's, like, my literally my favorite movie. So, like, I'm, I haven't been paying attention, but, like, whenever it comes to theaters, I want to go see that movie. Um, uh, it's a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. Alamo yeah. Drafthouse does a lot of uh, old showings. Older, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I remember I went to... I can't remember what movie theater it was, but it was, like, a Cinemark or something like that. They did a, uh, like, a 10th... No, it can't be 10th anniversary. Maybe 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary showing of um, The Fifth Element. Mm. in hd it was remastered mm. in hd and it was awesome dude i i i love going, i love that movie going to the movies uh you know it sucks that covid really destroyed that hobby of mine but i love going to the movies i haven't been i, I think tenant i actually saw tenant theaters mm-hmm. screw covid yeah me, me and jared went to go see that one. Oh yeah i yeah, have to no. see a christmas nolan movie in, in theaters for sure. and it's of course the only movie that was showing anyways right you know? right um and it was yeah, de- it was delayed so many times yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I Everything like, else I like is going just, to the movies, you know. But yeah. it has to be like I'm not gonna go to the movie. You know, I'm gonna go to the movies and you know I'll watch this one. I want to go to the movies and be like, I want to see this film. You know, what yeah. I mean? some people just go to the movies and just pick a film and watch it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But my main problem has been uh, there are certain movies that are like, uh, like I want to see Pixar movies in 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 theaters because I saw Onward. And I saw um, what else did I see? It's just annoying when there's there's like kids. What what's something that some something just came out that was like really that was like gory? Did we go see a movie? Gory? Yeah, I just remember it was like was it uh, Peter Rabbit two the Runaway? <laughs> I just remember something came out recently, and we went to go see this movie, and uh, there was like kids. It was like a really graphic and gory movie. What? And there's like and there's a radar. Is there any like Marvel movie that's come out recently? Um, well, Marvel movie's not going to be grabbed. Was no. it Deadpool? He's doing Deadpool. Maybe? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was something I don't know. I don't remember, but it's like I remember there was like a kid, and they were just like talking the whole time, and I'm just like, why is your kid in this R? It was it was an R-rated movie. I'm like, why is your mm. a, a literal like five or six year old watching like an R-rated movie? Yeah, and just like talking the whole time and like mm. asking asking the dad like, oh well. well and, the, and then the, the dad's not even telling the kid to, to be quiet. He's, like, answering his questions. I just I was about to be, like, say something. Yeah. hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> there was a – we were we went to go see um, – oh, what movie were we watching? Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, Mortal Kombat. We watched Mortal Kombat. And, uh, that's what it was. Mortal yeah. Kombat. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. There, there was go. a kid that watching, may, yeah, six-year-old at Mortal sense. Kombat. And that <laughs> – there are some scenes where it's like, oh, oh it's my, pretty, like for yeah, me, pretty I love, I love gory. gory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that one uh, dude was a uh, girl. She was chopped. <laughs> he he oh, just puts uh, his uh, Kung Lao, uh, Kung Lao puts his hat down yeah. and it's like a saw blade. Like, and gets oh, comp- a, yeah, didn't yeah. even get to fight. It just was, uh, flew into a saw blade. Nikara, ni, 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 what's her name? I don't remember. She was actually she was actually the newest Mortal Kombat character to mm. be in that 
movie, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. okay. she she didn't come out until like the the re like the recent games that come out in a couple of years. She and then she was in that movie, you know, like with like the classic people. Yeah, and she's then, like, dead. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and then she di- like she dies near immediately. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then you know so there was a couple things about that movie that I thought was kind of funny that that you know uh, uh, Rico, you know how um, Jax was playing Rico. Who's that? The, uh, he's a dude with a hammer. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Is he, it, he like blows his head up. Yeah, like, Ryko in the games is like a super, um, uh, like insignificant character. Like, oh, real, really? like really insignificant. Hmm. And um, he he didn't show. He showed for like a couple of games. And he was just like a filling character. I think they gave him like some serious lore in some of the other games. But I I've always loved Mortal Kombat. Like I would my. I've never my really my brothers Wait. and I, like we, we had like all the old games in our house, and I always thought the characters were so cool. Now I didn't buy, I haven't bought any like the recent games or anything like that because I'm not a huge fighting game fan. But, um, but back in the day when I, I played a lot more of them with my brothers and stuff, then you and I will go go to, we'll go play Mortal Kombat. At, yeah, at original or OG Mortal Kombat. OG Mortal Kombat. The the some of the combos for some characters are so broken, completely broken. Because I always play. Um, uh, who is a. Uh, who was the character in the in the movie where he's like Australian? What's his name? Is that Jax? No, no, it's not Jax. Uh, uh, no, it's not Jax. It's, I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, Kano. 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 Yeah. Kano is so broken because like he throws out like a like some sort of uh, projectile, mm-hmm. and his that move is just like I think it's like punch. It's like left right. It's like left right left right punch. But there's no like lag in between the frames, so you can just like wiggle it left and right really quick that. and just press the, the the kick button or whatever button and he will just throw it out immediately there's like no way to get away from it well, unless you're just uh, like low, I, low always, walking, I always play as sub-zero and i just freeze him and uppercut him, yeah so. the freeze lasts so freeze. long sub-zero, it's sub-zero ridiculous is like my freeze favorite is, uh, down down yeah, right the game's so right, broken i never punch, realized no like it wasn't until like I, I always knew of sub-zero i didn't realize that he was the uh antagonist or no pro yeah, antagonist like throughout everything. I didn't know he was a, a bad guy until I started playing and like Scorpion's actually like more of a good guy. Yeah, well I feel like it's changed. It, it's it's like kinda of back and forth. The, the canonical timeline there's like three different timelines for Mortal Kombat, which is ridiculous, but um Earth Realm. Yeah, I think I mean because like I remember in the original film, like Scorpion <clears throat> was, was a bad guy for sure. Like one you know, um and he fought uh he fought Johnny Cage, I think, in that forest. Mm. The mm. fact that Johnny Cage wasn't even in the movie was kind well, of going to be in the sequel. They set it up for the sequel. Yeah, but I don't it was know. a fun movie. Oh, it was a fun movie. Yeah, I, and the that do I think it was like a really really good movie. No, but I mean it was a fun movie. Like it was entertaining. Yeah, and like if you yeah. if you know of Mortal Kombat, it's like it was cool to see the it was like a, a get lot put into of, action. Um, fan service. You know? Yeah, even like, if you don't, it's just. You know, but that, that, that's a the violent, thing. fun movie. They so. should. That's the kind of movie where you got to put the fan service in. They you did. Know what I mean? They and did. They did. They did. Yeah. they did. They really did. Um, like it's saying like fatality. Like, uh, I think yeah. one of them like said that. Yeah, like, yeah. They d- yeah. There's a couple like in in when you have a movie based off of a video game. I think, uh, especially off of a gory fighting game, controversial fighting game. Uh, it has to be very like campy. Campy, yeah. So there's just no way. Of- Did you guys ever uh, see Rampage? Mm-mm. The one with uh, the, rock, the Rock. Was, was that actually like, based off the based Midway off a game? game? Ba- yeah. Based off oh, the Rampage. Was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What a waste of a. It had, an IP. It had a had a giant gorilla in it and well, a giant like wolf. Well, yeah, stuff. but in the yeah, it is it the same? Wolf. But is it the same way in the game? Because in the game they were they it were was, mutated it people. Was, uh, yeah, it was George, Lizzie, and um, Ralph. No, Ralph was the was the no, Ralph, it was Ralph. Ralph was the, Ralph. the the werewolf dude. Yeah, 
Yeah. Man, we man, I played a lot of arcade games back in the day. <laughs> yeah, Rampage sixty four is what I played. Uh, oh yeah, there was that one too. Um, but I I, I just know I know a lot of that because uh, my dad, um, you were in, you remember this, Chris? Mm-hmm. But my dad had uh, he was a big fan of like arcade games. He built yeah. like, one of those arcade cabinets like, oh, in the really? house, mm-hmm. and it had like all like two thousand arcade games. Mm-hmm. You just pick one and you play it. And I remember playing Rampage with my brothers, and I played. Mm-hmm. We used to play Smash TV and. Just like an emulator. It's an emulator, yeah. Right. You can do it now for free. I mean, you can do it. I mean, not build a cabinet, but you can put it on your computer and you can play whatever you want nowadays. Hello, uh, technology. I know, right? Well, anyway, uh, for that, uh, thank you for sitting in on our talking time. Dan, you did a really good job. Thank you for talking to us about time zones and other uh, fun ways to keep track of time um, other than Rolexes and tech beliefs 38 different time zones sam 38 38 that's my bad anyway so uh but thank you for listening to did y'all know you can dm us at dyk underscore podcast you can uh email us at learn something at did y'all know.com or you can visit our newly updated website did y'all know.com and hey start liking my instagram post people if you follow us yeah like them all right i need that like I need that gratification. Yeah. And uh, that little we're not, boost of serotonin. We're yeah. not going to, I don't want to reveal too much, but for the 20 people listening to this, maybe one person listening to the very end <laughs> of our podcast, uh, <laughs> we have a very, very special thing coming up. And uh, within the next month, month and a half. So it seems like a long time, but it's going to be very rewarding and it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to, it's going to be good. It's going to be Talk about blowing I'll your spoil minds. it. I'll spoil it. Sam's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. Uh, and it will blow your mind. And we're not sure who's <coughs> the father, who's Dan, or is it me? <laughs> yeah. Tune in next episode. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. Um, Just see Murray. Like, you are not the father. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, for that case, bye.